Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Halloween is the holiday to get dressed up and go trick-or-treating for candy. But Halloween also has a very dark past. Are sinister things happening during this season? Should Christians celebrate this holiday? Stay tuned and find out. Now Paratruth presents a Paratruth Halloween 2015 with special guest co-hosts Scott and Heidi Linden from Top Supernatural. Hey, Pear fans, welcome to another episode of Pear Truth Radio. Uh, tonight, once again, I am running solo. But uh, we have a great episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about Halloween. And I've got some amazing special co-hosts tonight. I've got... Scott and Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is a journey into sound. I have voices in my head. George, you see, Julian, I have a very open music, please. I have voices in my head. Stand by for all of this and more. This one's explosive. So we're going to have an amazing episode. You guys know whenever we get uh, Scott and Heidi on, it's an episode you don't want to miss. So really quick, if you guys are listening on the speaker or any of the other areas that we're on right now, I do encourage you guys to go to Spreaker.com and uh, join up and follow us on Spreaker, because if you follow us on Spreaker, you're always notified when a new show is up and running. So definitely go do that. Check out Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're always doing updates every week and every day for that matter. So without further ado, Let's go to the line with my good friends, Scott and Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural. All right, Scott and Heidi, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. How are you guys? Hey, we're good. How are you? I am great. So before we get started, let's just get this out of the way. What does the fuck say? <laughs> what the fuck say? 
And this one. <laughs> oh my right. gosh. Our greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When we used to leave investigations, we would sit in the car and we would sing the phenomena, but we'd say phenomena, doo doo, and we just, we're so lame. <laughs> It's such a fun song. Well, you know, we'd, we'd go on those investigations, and, and sometimes when things would take you to 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you get yourself a little uh, punchy after that. You get tired, and, <laughs> and so, yeah, everything makes you laugh. So, yeah, it didn't take much. Yeah. And now, ever since I heard that on your guys' show, that's all I hear when I hear that. Is It's not phenomena. It's phenomena. <laughs> I'm glad we could warp your mind. (laughs) As if it wasn't warped enough already. (laughs) So uh, I wanted to give you guys a chance to tell everybody about yourselves. You've been on the show once before, but uh, I want you guys to get all your information out there before we get started. Oh, well, you can find all our information. Um, we have two websites. We have our website where we help people who are spiritually afflicted. That's SWAT Network, and that's EPH612SWAT.com. And on there, it tells a little bit about us, what we, what we do. And then we also have our podcast website, which is TSRadio.net. All right, awesome. So we are doing Halloween today. Uh, I wanted to cover... A couple of different things, and we, I mean, I'm sure we'll rabbit trail at some point here, but uh, to get started, from your guys' research, where did you find stuff on Halloween? Like, what, did you find everything that's, how Halloween got started, or... Well, yeah, because, you know, the thing is, we started researching Halloween before... It was actually to do with an investigation because we noticed that all our investigations, we would get tons of phone calls for people who needed help around Halloween. And at the time, before we knew about the roots of Halloween, we we loved it. We were like all into it and everything and not seeing the dark aspect of it just because we were so used to it. So when we had this investigation, uh, some lady had mentioned to us, you know, well, it's probably because we stopped celebrating Halloween. And I just didn't make the connection. So we started researching and we just, we found the roots of it. And the more we found, the more we tied into our paranormal investigating. So it led, all the things led to where we were at at the present time. It was sort of cool. And a lot of things that I found cool about Halloween, because, you know, growing up, it was, it was big in my family to always dress up, always go out trick or treating. You know, as I got older, it was more about scaring the local kids in the area. So I would dress up and, and scare people. And, um, you know, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about it until I started getting older and doing research and then starting into the paranormal community and all that. Um, and, you know, most people don't understand that it's a basis on a, a pagan holiday because it got moved. It was actually started in, uh, the seventh century, and it was actually on May thirteenth to celebrate right. the the martyrs and saints that d- uh, uh, died in Catholicism, and then yep. they moved it to November first to attract pagan people from the holidays of uh, Beltane and Samhain, and it's uh, kind of interesting to see that not only did they change it because. 
they wanted to to attract the the pagans but it's also kind of weird that it actually started like in the spring and then got moved to the fall yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with they were just trying to compromise and bring everybody together so sort of like a big i don't know religious stew where they would just throw in a little bit of this a little bit of that to appease everybody and make one i guess you could say generic holiday just to you know make everybody happy yeah now uh Scott, you're being awfully quiet over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and Halloween, I mean, it, it just depends on where you're coming from, from a mindset, though, too. But All Hallows Eve is the actual holiday that most people call Halloween uh, because it predecesses All Saints Day. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like growing up, did you guys always do the the trick or treating and dressing up and all of that? I did. Um, and I think it goes back to exactly what you said with the mindset. I mean, as a kid, I didn't have knowledge of these things we're talking about now. And also as a kid, some of the things that they're practicing now with some of the costumes they're wearing and the ex- the extreme that they're going to, mm-hmm. it, which does change things. We take it from a little happy thing with kids getting to dress up and going door to door and getting some nice little candy and having some fun into this horror fest, you know, blood and guts and, and demons and, and all these things. And some of these people dress their little kids, uh, toddlers, up in costumes that's like not appropriate. I yeah. Mean, so we've taken something that, yeah, it represented a holiday, but people were still doing it innocently. So there's some, you know, liberty there. But then when we get to the point of where we're at now, uh, some of this stuff is just horrible to see. Yeah. One well, thing just, that, oh, um, on, on what you're saying, Scott, is, it's just like the the horror movies. It's kind of gone up and up and up because we've come so numb to the different things that used to scare us that it, everybody just keeps upping it even more. Exactly. And then and it's going to have to continue to go because I, I can even remember as a kid when my parents' uh, uh, Jaws came out. At the time when Jaws came out, now that's not even considered a horror flick. Anymore. People were freaked out. <laughs> Out, I mean, beaches were, were losing volume of people and everything. It's like, wow, and this is just about a shark. I wouldn't even swim in my pool. I mean, <laughs> now, and now there's people who would say, yeah, yeah, sure, I let my five year old watch Jaws. It's an old movie. What's the big deal? Right. I mean, that, we've just gone so far. I mean, you, I don't know where they're going to go next. I mean, they've shown just about everything they can show on these horror flicks. You know, it's getting it's getting to the point now where I think it's almost becoming realistic. Yeah, right. And I also think too that I don't know it. The innocence and fun of Halloween has been taken too, because I mean, it was just a few weeks ago we were at our our uh, cabin place that we go to, and it's on a resort, and we happened to be up there the weekend that everybody was. They had a little Halloween thing early. And we get up there, and 90% of the people that were celebrating were the adults getting drunk. And, like, the kids weren't even taking part no, right, in it. right, And, I mean, it's not even about the kids and innocence anymore. And I think that's where I have a little bit of a problem with, with how people celebrate Halloween. Not that they do, it's just how they do it. Right. And 
that I mean, this has actually been on, mentioned on a couple of different radio stations here. Is that it, it's not about kids anymore. It's become a time for adults to party it up and you know get wasted and do whatever yep. they want to do while Try their kids wasted, dude. <laughs> Well, you know, their kids are out trick-or-treating, or maybe they don't have kids, and it's just an excuse to get drunk. I don't know. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I probably would have fell into that category at one point in my life, but at the same time, you know, I've gotten old enough to understand that it's it's not okay to be getting so far gone when you're drinking, but at the same time on a holiday where there are children out on the streets and you're going to risk getting drunk, getting behind that wheel and taking somebody's life. Yeah. It's so common now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it baffles me as well. And I'm sure you guys know the, the stories of, you know, razor blades and the apples and poisoning, candy and all that um and you know needles even and that was actually just kind of starting when i was a kid i know it was probably around before that but it was getting huge when i was a kid and it's just gotten that much worse nowadays yeah it totally did not affect me though (laughs) (laughs) i remember a time and i don't remember how old i was but i i maybe i want to say maybe seven years old but halloween was canceled that particular year because there was so much so i know we go through waves of it but you know and then there was a time where um and i don't even know if other states are different but our state wouldn't even hold trick-or-treating at night it would be at noon and now it's back at night again so i think it goes through waves and i think that also says for spiritual stuff too yeah Yeah. now uh one thing that i did want to touch base on just get it right out in the open right now um justin fall from the fourth watch uh he's a good friend of ours and he um touched base on something that is kind of rolling through the Christian community right now, and that is dissension between the ranks of people that celebrate Halloween Christians and people that don't, and the people that don't that are not only not talking to friends and whatever, but also demeaning people when they're celebrating Halloween. And I give Justin Fall 100% credit and back him up on this because I believe that you're going to make this holiday whatever you think it is. And if you think it's a bad holiday, just don't celebrate it. You don't have to badmouth right. people because they celebrate Halloween. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's very, very simple. We go back to something I learned even before I was in the truth I'm in now, but it's the WWJD thing. What would Jesus do? Now, would Jesus go around condemning everybody that was doing something wrong? No, he might tell them the right thing and then kind of leave it up to them to say, you make the decision what's right and wrong. But to go around, all you do is make less Christians. Yeah. That's all you really do. When you have the pagans and people that are in different religions and different beliefs and different thoughts and you act like this, they don't really want to have anything to do with Christianity. And you know what? I don't blame them. Right. 
you know, if you're going to make me feel like a turd, then why would I want to be part of you? <laughs> and so, you know, it's just it's just reality. And and um, and it we, does go the other way too, because I know that a lot of pagans will badmouth us for not celebrating Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it can go both ways. But if there's a mutual respect and understanding, and you don't even have to understand to respect. Yeah, you, you, you know, don't have to. I have Jewish friends. They don't celebrate Christmas, but they celebrate other things, and I have no problem with that. I I understand that their their beliefs a little bit different, and the th- the knowledge and different things, and that's fine. You know, you know, I, I'm not saying that makes them right or makes them wrong. I'm just saying I'm not going to condemn them because you know what? I'm not their judge. Right. I'm not the one judging them, right. and I'm not the one that's going to judge them at the end. So, really, what have I got to say? But be an example. I think that's the primary goal of a Christian should be to be an example. Christ himself said he came, you know, wrapped in flesh to be an example onto us and all the things that he did to be an example. That was his fulfilling of over half of his mission was not to just die for us, but to say, here's how you live. Here's how you do this thing. Okay. This is how you do it. So I spoke a lot there. Yeah. Feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, you know, one thing is is I always say that too. I don't, I'm not here to judge anyone. I am not here to tell you what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right. I can tell you what I believe. I can tell you how I see things. And if you don't see them that way, that's fine. If you don't want to believe what I believe, that's fine. I always tell our listeners that too. We can bring you all the truth that we can about the paranormal or any topic that we talk about, but it's up to you to believe that or not believe it. If you don't believe it, then you don't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) And you can sit there and debate with me, but don't get there and get hostile with me because you know what? I'm not going to answer you. I will sit there and debate things with you, but if you want to throw mean, horrible things at me just because I'm doing something, then sorry, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you. But, um, you know, and a good friend of mine, well, a former good friend of mine way back when, Nick named me Judge. And that was because a couple of things. One, he had a cousin named Justin, and they always called him Judge. The other thing is, is I made it known well known that I don't judge people for any type of beliefs they have. So he just monikered that for me. Hmm. So it's very comforting to hear you say that, Scott, because there are a lot of Christians out there will that will sit there and judge and point the finger. But in the end, there's only one person that I have to worry about judging me. I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. Well, I think it's important to know, Justin, that... <laughs> I'm glad that you're comfortable. Me making you comfortable comforts me. <laughs> oh, and it's rare. So just snag it now. I'll tell you, <laughs> out of all my um, vast experience, which I gotta tell you oh. is a lot. Uh, well, I, you have been alive more than anybody else on the show right now. So. <laughs> That's true. You know, um, the people I'm actually the hardest on, if if we want to say any judging at all, would be Christians themselves. Yeah, because especially those who claim to have X amount of knowledge, it's like and then I see them actually doing things that are non-Christian and then supporting what they're doing. I'm saying, wait a minute, 
You're saying you're on the same side of the fence as I am. You're reading the same book I am, and yet you do this and that. Them people I may judge, but I always try to, you know, be real careful with the people who don't have the knowledge because they're not going to get it if you condemn them. But yeah, I, sometimes I can be a little judgmental towards so-called Christians. Right. But they really believe in why they're doing something. It's fine if they're unknowledgeable of it, but they begin to defend their wrong because it makes them feel right. It's like, all right, well, we got a problem here. Well, one of the the best quotes that I love from the Bible is, ye who is sinless, cast the first stone. Yep. You can use that in so many aspects, too, because it's yes. you see it a lot. Ye without sin. <laughs> <laughs> but on that, on that same token, because I come from a, an occult background with witchcraft and everything, I know what is widely practiced, let's say, during Halloween. So if someone asks me, I become this very passionate, outspoken person because I just... Well, you've I, been asked, though. Yeah, I've been asked. Don't don't ask what you don't want to hear answers. Yeah, right. but I, and I won't, you know, like, to be honest, like, I'll walk through, in September, I'll walk through Walgreens, and I'm just disgusted because I hate dark things. I hate it. So if you if you want to, you know, celebrate Halloween and, and dress your kid up as a clown and stuff, that's cute. But if you're going to dress them up as this serial killer demonic clown on crack, you know, now I've got a problem, you know. And Oh, is so, Cindy cute? <laughs> so I, I walk She's away from it because I don't like problems. But if someone will ask me, I'm, I'm very outspoken about it because I just, I hate the darkness. And it seems that things like that have, have accumulated from it. Well, what do we have in likeness with darkness? I mean, what does light right. have? No, no there's no common ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. You have to wonder these people say, "Oh, it's Halloween. It's just innocent." And like, okay, well, you're not really celebrating it innocently. How? Well, I've actually heard of people decorating the front of their house to the point where they actually have uh, fake corpses in in the front yard that are aborted babies and stuff like that as decoration. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a zombie's one thing, but come on. Yeah, that's a little. This is to the point of, oh my goodness. Yeah. How do you do this and say it's okay? It's not in fun. What is fun about that? Right. I mean, I, I, I do see the point, but some people say, oh, they go as a, a little ladybug or they go as this or that. Okay, I get that. And there's ways of still celebrating the fun part of this without being a part of the bad part of it. Yeah. I mean, I used to, we used to take our kids to, uh, on, uh, we used to take a place called Fun World. It's an indoor amusement park. Mm. And there, so on Halloween, we took our kids. Now we didn't, of course they got candy. We went and bought it. Yeah. And we took them there and they had fun all day long. They didn't have to run around in the cold. They didn't have to dress stupid. <laughs> and they had a great time. They got more candy that I knew was okay. <laughs> if candy's okay. <laughs> And they had a great time. We played. Uh, we all played. We all had fun. And so did I take the fun away? No. But did or, we judge our neighbors for doing it? No. no we just kept no. to ourselves. And I mean, know. I'm sure they can rebuild the houses I burnt down. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, just kidding, folks. No, yeah. I hate <laughs> At this point, I'm sure any listeners of ours or yours know that you're just kidding. <laughs> any new listeners will go, oh, I can't believe that jerk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know me as love me, babe. Don't play in 
All right, folks, uh, I think we're going to take our first break here. You are listening to Paratruth Radio with special guest co-hosts Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Today is a very special day because not only do you get one, but you get two random facts. Did you know that the original horror movie, Halloween, which debuted in 1978, was on such a tight budget that they had to use the cheapest mask that they could find for the character Michael Myers? Well, according to RandomHistory.com, that mask turned out to be a William Shatner Star Trek mask. Shatner didn't originally know that the mask was in his likeness, but when he found out years later, he said that he was honored. Did you know that according to Irish legend, jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack? According to RandomHistory.com, Jack, who because he tricked the devil several times, was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. He was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. Hey there, I'm Hannah and I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. See you soon. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin, and uh, we've been talking about Halloween with special co-hosts Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural. Now, one thing that uh, was brought up is the how people celebrate Halloween and the costumes before we went on break here, guys. And one thing that uh, was in an article that I was reading is, is not only is it getting to the point of even more scary costumes, but there are people that are dressing up their seven, eight-year-old little girls into these, oh, for lack of a better word, slutty costumes. Hose. <laughs> I'll help you out. I, I mean, this is your show, so I can say it. <laughs> not my show. I never say it on my show. Prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Sluts. Yeah. Uh, what What is your your thoughts on that? If you got it, show it. No. <laughs> no. So horrible. I didn't say that out loud, did I, on the air? Um, it's wrong. It's 
Yeah. Really, I mean, we could go on and on about that, though. I mean, so many times we we go to even basketball games or or things mm-hmm. at high school like that, or even even middle school where they have cheerleaders are beginning, and you see some of these little skirts they're wearing. These skirts are beyond short, but chic central. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Ew. So you're saying for kids? What's wrong know? with that? That's a uniform. I say now. Let's really think about that from a dad's perspective. Yeah. Do I really want my tween spreading their stuff to the point where every guy is looking at it? Now, there's perverts out there. It doesn't matter their age. Yeah. So, and we say it's okay. So now we're going to make a special day of the year, and we're going to do the same thing and say, isn't she cute? Look, she looks like a prostitute. Let's celebrate. <laughs> really? Really? Is, is it me? Maybe, maybe I'm getting old-fashioned. Well, you know, and you also see, you see moms dressed as serial killers. You see little kids dressed as prostitutes. I've seen um, baby demon costumes. You know, just one time I saw, I think it was two years ago, it was a mom, and she had like a, a toddler with her. And the toddler, I don't know what the toddler is dressed as, but the mom was dressed as a nun who had like this open thing where she had an aborted baby sticking out. And so, I mean, you can go to one extreme yeah. with, the, with the kids, and you can go to one extreme with the parents. How do it's we just, call that fun? That's not even uh, to do with Halloween that has to do with taste and and you know yeah, what's that's right just, what's wrong what's you know, moral and what's not yeah we were even actually and I think we mentioned this on our own uh, podcast last week or the week before and people um, we were at a, a pumpkin farm and we were you know doing the pumpkin farm thing it's actually a very nice little pumpkin farm it's mm-hmm. clean no junk in it but this lady had bought tickets for her kids to go in the haunted house thing and this kid's probably 11 12 13 years old he didn't want to go he's like I don't want to go his mom was getting angry. You get in there. She's yelling at this kid. He goes, I don't want to go. Now, me being the quiet one that I am, <laughs> um, I just said to myself, out maybe loud. out loud, <laughs> I says, what kind of parent would force their kid to be scared? And uh, well, she did shut up, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to go. And I didn't realize she heard. I mean, Goodness, I wouldn't want to be offensive. But the point was, why would you want to do that? But I think Halloween costumes are, are sort of going along with what our society is calling is. for now. Yeah. So if it's okay on TV, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but what's then next? it's okay on Halloween. And that's where people are getting this. Because if they're selling it, people are going to buy it. You know, so you can't always, I mean, I, I totally think it's wrong that these kids are dressing, you know, it's, terrible. And the parents have some responsibility to it. Well, they've taken this whole freedom of speech and freedom of this and freedom of this. And they've taken to the point of, where's the morals? Mm-hmm. Where's where's your conscience to right and wrong? And it's say, well, they have a right to do this and the right. So they have a right to do wrong. That's great. And we know we've changed a lot of laws in this country into making them legal to do wrong things and saying it's okay. That's more of a moral but thing, though. But it's like, where is your common sense to say you just brought in a small child dressed like this or dressed like that? Yeah. Or, you know, why is that okay? I mean, no one seems to just say, you know, it is wrong, and we're going to stop doing it. If the costume's inappropriate, it shouldn't be sold, it shouldn't be made, it shouldn't. But then well, we get the freedom thing, so it goes back and forth, back and forth. And it, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually on the same page as you guys, and I would call myself old-fashioned because I have much better morals than some of my my younger uh, predecessors, or or I should say I'm their predecessor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's gotten to the point where 
you think it's acceptable because society is saying is it's an okay thing to do, which I don't know where it changed that it was okay to dress your seven, eight year old daughter in a skimpy nurse costume. But, uh, it's become to, to that point and I, I disagree with it. I know a lot of people that are younger than me that disagree with it. Uh, and I don't understand where, where it came from. I honestly don't understand. Well, I think that's a little here and a little there. You know, every time you, you, you stretch that envelope just a little bit, it allows for a little bit more. Now, obviously there's a certain percentage that must be okay with it because it's always under supply and demand. Yeah. People will buy what they want and, and people complain about, well, look at the television and look at these bad things and this is that. Wait a minute. If people didn't want it, it wouldn't be there. So it's not just a few individuals, it's many individuals. We may not be those individuals, but they're out there. Yeah. Enough of them to, to continue the change. And if, if everybody quit buying something and said, you know what, we're not going to buy this skull or whatever it is. Guess what? Uh, a year or so go by and there wouldn't be any more on them. If you can't make money off of it, you're not going to sell the product. Yeah. The only way it's going to change is people have to change it. And the thing is, is we don't see that positive change happening. We see a negative change happening every year, a little worse, a little bit more stretchy envelope, go a little bit further, a little bit more gaudier, a little bit more gutsy, just keep going and going. I just don't know where the end comes. I mean, what's next? Yeah. Well, as we just said, same thing with with horror movies. How much are they going to push it to the point until they're creating snuff films? I mean, I and I watch horror movies and anybody out there that makes horror movies, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it gets a little too real, which, um, even, you know, Shelly, my fiance loves watching horror movies, but one of the biggest things that, uh, frightens her is human on human violence. So if it's not a monster doing it to, you know, if it's people, you know, just uh, mercifully killing each other, it's like getting too real and it it does it gets way too real even with with halloween costumes and the way people decorate their homes and again i i used to i don't anymore just because it's just one of those things that's kind of grown out of me but um you know one thing that uh we we started saying is how how people celebrate this holiday too is kind of where the the onset of the dissension between uh, people in general, not just Christians, but in general, there are people that work on the dark side, and uh, I mean, it's it even says in the one article that I read today that even today there are people that are practicing Samhain, and even further, even if it's not sacrifice and whatever because that does happen uh justin fall even covered that in his show last week it it's rather disgusting to see the things that people do to animals other people because they are worshiping satan the devil and one of the biggest things that struck me as very disgusting is a lot of pet stores and, uh, you know, uh, saving, uh, pe- people that save animals and put them out for adoption will not sell or adopt out black cats 
during this time of year. Yep. Because it mm. is known that they are sacrificed more than any other animal. Now, any other animal can be sacrificed because satanic people will take whatever they can get. But for some reason, the, the black cat is yeah. a a holy thing for them to sacrifice. Uh, what's your guys' take on on those particular uh, rituals? I like black cats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so in other words, you wouldn't be sacrificing them. I get that. No. No. no, he'd be the one taking them in. We'd have 20 of them running on our house the week of Halloween. <laughs> no, you know, I, I had a friend who um, from high school who is such a great lady. In fact, she, she works at the zoo and, you know, she loves animals. And she was posted her all her Sam Hain pictures up on Facebook. And... I don't know, you know, and I know a lot about it because I used to practice a lot of that. I never practiced Samhain, but I had friends who did. They were Wiccan and, you know, and the thing is, is, is even what we hear from them and from the media is still just the top layer of what really goes on because there's a lot of secrecy in it. They don't like to talk about it. They don't. So you really, I don't, it reminds me of the Masons, you know, you really have to be in to what's oh, going on. There's a yeah. lot that goes on that and, we don't know about. And these pictures that she posted were just, I mean, those alone were bad. And she took her daughter and her daughter's just this beautiful porcelain faced 12 year old girl. And she had her daughter dressed up for Sam Hain. And I don't know. It just, you know, if you look at side by side pictures of this, I mean, what are you teaching your kid? And I know that so many dark things are practiced. And that's that goes back to what I was saying. The beginning was why so many paranormal activity. I don't know. Energy and all that stuff is is so on the rise at this time because a lot of dark stuff is opened up, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that. Let's see. I don't know. I was a teenager when my mom had she introduced me to some people they came to our house she said it was her cousin i was only i think i was like 17 and i don't even know who they were in fact now that i look back i'm like there's no way they could have been related to us so i don't know how that came about but it was <laughs> this were they chinese <laughs> <laughs> no he looked like elvis and she looked like elvira and they were not in costumes that's how they dressed they were obviously uh, satanists but now that i look back satanists satanists <laughs> Yes. And they basically had talked to my mom. My mom called me out of my bedroom and they invited us to go to their Halloween party. And their Halloween party consisted of me dressing in this white robe and laying on a slab and pretending I'm sacrificed. And I'm sitting here listening to this and my mom's buying into it and she had no clue what was going on. And I'm thinking, um, this is doesn't sound right. This isn't normal. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you'll be the star of the party. Just and lay here for a moment. In fact, in fact, I think I was even younger because I remember him saying something like, oh, so you're 14. And I see that he goes, so you're still a virgin. Like, that matters if I come to your party if I'm a virgin or not. <laughs> and so I look back on it now and I know what was going on. I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it out alive. Never mind the man behind the curtain with a butcher knife. <laughs> And my mom was like, should we go? And I'm thinking she was, you know, she was going through a divorce and it was just a lot of stuff with her. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to that. Oh, it'll be fun. I'm like, you can go. I'm not laying on no slap. So I know those things are practice, you know. Yeah. Ugh, forget it. And it's just, it just opens up dark doors. You know, you want to practice worry, it. That head will grow back. <laughs> <laughs> or that limb. Or, right. <laughs> Lots of finger amongst friends. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, truthfully, I mean, I think I've always kind of known that doing the research that I, 
I do, but uh, it it's kind of like a lot of people nowadays. You turn a blind eye to it if you don't, you know, if you don't see it. Yeah, and it goes along with the whole being numb again. Yeah, you know, we're just so numb to it. It's in Hollywood, you know, as great special effects as they have, people just don't believe a lot anymore because there's just so much junk out there. You don't know who to believe, what to believe, and and on the same thing, we're just we're numb to all that darkness and evil. Yeah. Well, and you know, going back to the whole dissension between people, to uh, I think that's where the whole how you celebrate this holiday kind of gets a lot of uh, Christians that don't celebrate it to that point that they are being derogatory or demeaning towards people that do celebrate it because people that are doing the sacrifice, that are doing the darker stuff that goes along with the holiday, it gives people a bad rap that are trying to celebrate it for their children compared right. to doing it for themselves. But the thought, too, also goes as, you know, you've got one family walking down the street with their little toddler all dressed up nice or their 78-year-old or whatever it is, all nice, and they're doing the thing that's nice. Now, the people right behind them that are walking on the same street going to the same house are now dressed in these inappropriate things and, and maybe talking a certain way and doing certain things. How do you say, well, I'm not them? You're either for it or you're against it. Yeah. And so if you're a part of it, you're a part of it. You say, well, I'm not doing this. Well, just because you didn't actually steal the item doesn't mean you're not part of being the theft. <laughs> so I just drove the car. <laughs> Guess what? You're going to prison. <laughs> and that goes yeah. with anything. I mean, movies, um, school. You know, schools have right. pretty strict stuff, but I'm saying that the way kids dress and what kids do, if you're around them, you have to sort of make a stand, you know, either way. You know, we're, we don't say anything to anybody if they want to celebrate Halloween, but we're very outspoken that we don't and why. Well, I, you know, I don't say much. I say don't, you know, don't really worry about it. It's okay. Cause hell has broadened itself to accept you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, just kidding. Just relax, people. All right. Well, and just to clarify, folks, you know, we're not bringing this up to cause even more dissension, but it's a point that needs to be made that we should all be not accepting the dark stuff or anything. I'm not saying that, but don't, don't judge people that are going out there, bringing their kids in the cute costumes, not the, you know, slutty little nurse at seven, eight years old, or, you know, the, the bloody clown at two years old. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is don't sit there and judge people when you yourself are just as much as a sinner as anybody else. Exactly, exactly. And some of these people that, you know, the Christian families who take their kids up, they don't really, they may not know anything about the history of Halloween. Yeah. And they're not looking at any viewpoint, but the, their viewpoint of saying, look, well, I'm just taking my kid out and get dressed and cute. You know, the fun of going to the store and picking out the costume and the kids get so excited about it. And the parents steal candy. the candy the next morning. Yeah, I know I did. But, um, <laughs> I mean, so I understand it. But I know there's been a time or two where we've Christians have asked us, now people who claim to know the truth, and then and we explain it to them, and then they really come back at us saying, what's wrong with you? 
I'm like, you know, once you have a certain amount of knowledge of something, and especially if you have evidence of that knowledge, it being the truth, and then you still do it, it's like, well, wait a minute now. What did you want to hear? Right. See, did you want to hear the truth and why? And say, well, I don't believe in that. I, I don't care. Well, now, now you're no longer fall under the uh, innocent category. Now you become part of the guilty. Right. In your own way. Yeah, because you deny what's, you know, what's really being done. And I, I just, I don't believe in walking any path of the dark. And I like, just because of my history, I like to stay away from it because I know all the dark things that are practiced. So I just want to be part of it. But when there's kids running down the street trying to collect candy for my neighbors, I'm not the one that, you know, has a little, I don't have a little pot of Bibles out of my thing with a sign saying, repent, repent, you know, but <laughs> I'm not one of those. I am. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I remember how much fun it was and, and when it was innocent and everything, you know, and it was, it was a fun time. Yeah. So I get it, but you can't go around. You know, telling people what to do, how to do it. That's, that's between them and God and them and their families and them and their church. Yeah. Well, and I mean, as much as we talk about, you know, there's so many different denominations in Christianity and there's so many different churches. There's, there's a huge amount of churches that will have a, a time for Halloweeners to go out as a, a Christian group and go out and trick or treating. So, you know, where is, as we've been saying, where's the line drawn? It's okay for certain churches to do it. And then there are other people that are, are of Christian faith that are judging those people. But each church is going to do something different. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's very odd to me that there's so much division between the one faith that's supposed to be the same the same thing yeah now years ago i used to belong to a church i was okay with the way they celebrated it i didn't have the knowledge i have now but what they would do is they say look we don't want your kids on the street we're going to have a party here at church and and, and it was the restrictions were quite a bit it's like we you are not going to be wearing these Types of things. And they're going to have fall festival type games, you know, Donkey for Apples, you know, I don't know, hula hoop contest, just nice fun little games and candy. And there was not to be any of this bad ghost stuff of any kind there. But the kids got to at least have fun, dress up, play with their friends and, and not be in any risk of somebody else, one, influencing them, you know, possibly bad candy or some creep or something. And, I was okay with that. Yeah, maybe it's not everything that I know now, but there there has to be a mindset, which we talked about earlier. Where's your mind in this? Well, we don't want to take fun from the kids, but we also don't want them to be part of this world. Mm-hmm. So we're celebrating more of a harvest time. We're doing it on a certain day to get the kids out from the rest of it because they'll feel bad. You take a six-year-old and tell them you're not going to give them candy or go out with the rest of their friends. They're going to be like, you know, depressed. I remember... Yeah. Um, when our daughter was in kindergarten, we went to her school little Halloween thing. And I just had to laugh at the irony in this. But there was a little girl there who was in kindergarten. And she was dressed at the time as Britney Spears. And she had like this half top on and this mini skirt. And she actually looked like a prostitute because that's what I thought she was until someone said, oh, it's Britney Spears. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, <laughs> what's, but then, the, what's the difference, Heidi? <laughs> Britney Spears, prostitute. But then there's a little boy who was a pirate and they took away his little plastic sword because you can't have that 
I'm thinking, you're kidding me. So it's like, can't have a sword, but, you know, show your cleavage, five-year-old. So, I mean, it's just, it's chaos. It's so confusing. And I think people just pick and choose what they want to do according to what makes them feel right. Yeah. All right, folks. I think we're going to take our next break here. We will be right back after your paranormal headlines and finishing up about Halloween. And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey, Parafans. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. And a happy Halloween to everybody out there. These headlines are from Smithsonian.com. There's an elephant buried underneath the Vatican. The forgotten remains of a beloved 16th century papal pet. Beneath the Vatican's Belvedere Courtyard, just a few feet below ground, lies the skeletal remains of an elephant. The skeleton was discovered in 1962, writes Sarah Laskow for Atlas Obscura, while maintenance workers were installing a heating and cooling system. It dates back to the 16th century when Giovanni di Lorenzo de' Medici became Pope Leo X. At the time, Christian rulers would present gifts to the Vatican to curry favor. When Pope Leo X was elected in 1513, Manuel I, the King of Portugal, decided he would outdo all of his rivals. Manuel wanted to expand Portugal's control of shipping routes to India, Lascaux explains, which threatened an overland monopoly that belonged to Egyptian traders. Hoping to sway Pope Leo X to his side, Manuel sent a caravan of rare goods to the Vatican laden down with gold, jewels, and textiles, as well as an Indian elephant named Hanno. Though Europeans knew elephants existed, the animal hadn't been seen since the days of the Roman Empire. Manuel brought elephants back to the continent, demanding a tribute of ten each year from his vassals, Almudina Perez Tudela, and Anne-Marie Jordan Schwend write for the journal Early Modern Zoology. Hanno wasn't the only animal gifted to Leo X by Portugal. Manuel also sent a cheetah, leopards, and a Persian horse, but the elephant certainly drew the most attention. The Pope was so taken with Hanno that he personally thanked Manuel, writing in a letter, The sight of this quadruped provides us with the greatest amusement and has become, for our people, an object of extraordinary wonder. When the elephant died just two years later, Leo X was devastated. He wrote a lengthy epitaph and commissioned a memorial fresco from the artist Raphael. Leo X's extravagant affection for Hanno also fueled disapproval of the Catholic Church. The elephant became the basis for an early criticism published by Martin Luther's followers, while satirists jokingly compared Hanno's treatment to the relics of the saints. Smithsonian historian Silvio A. Bedini writes in The Pope's Elephant. Hanno's skeleton still lies beneath the Vatican courtyard where he was buried centuries ago. Although he's missing his tusks, they were removed and are reportedly stored somewhere else. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines.
right, folks. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin, and we've been talking about Halloween. Uh, with special guest co-hosts Scott and Heidi Linden from Talk Supernatural. Now, guys, growing up uh, during this holiday, what was your particular favorite costumes to wear? Mine was <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, me and like, I think maybe like seven or eight of my friends, we all bought these hot pink satin bowling jackets. And then we put pink ladies on the back and we went as the pink ladies. That was just my fun because it was like a group thing. So that was mine. I always like to dress up like, I don't know, like maybe like an animal or something. Like, let's say a fox. <gasps> oh, what does the fox say? Ding, 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 Justin, you are on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I was always, my mom wasn't going to spend any money on anything. She was cheap. So I ended up wearing the same little Indian costume for like 20 years or something. <laughs> by the time my full dress feather hat had like a half a feather left, by the time I was probably nine. And, you know, you, you, you know, a pair of blue jeans or something. And I, yeah, I looked horrible. I, I didn't. No wonder. I was like Charlie Brown. I always got rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the pictures that was brought up last year, uh, I don't think it was during Halloween. It was just something that my aunt posted. Uh, it's a picture of me and Eric. Uh, I forget what, what I'm wearing, but Eric's wearing a devil costume. And all I, I think you were an Indian. I saw that. I don't Were you an Indian? I don't think I was an Indian. It I was think so my, cute. I think it was Dracula, actually. I think I was Dracula and he was a, a devil. And all I could think to myself is, oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he's, he's a saved again Christian that dressed up as a devil. It's the epitome of irony. Well, um, I think he was just using the whole uh, a thing of like what Lucy says, right? What? That you always want to dress. Oh, opposite. Yeah. Oh. Remember Lucy Lucy said that to Charlie Brown and everybody else that you really want to dress uh up as something that really contrasts your contrast your personality. So she dressed up as a witch and of course you know for Lucy that is a complete <laughs> opposite, right? <laughs> so here we have, you know, Eric, he was dressed up as a devil, but what he's really saying is that he's a godly man and a Christian. Too. <laughs> well what would opposite a vampire be for Justin then? Yeah. A blood donor? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You were a doctor? A blood donor? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one of my two favorite costumes, there was two of them because my mom made them for me. The one year she made me the wolf man, like the, the traditional wolf man from the 1930s, 40s, whatever it was, film. And glued hair on my face, on my hands, had the whole torn shirt, like flannel wow. shirt and pants um and then the other the one other one that she made for me was the the hunchback of Notre Dame. Well that's cool. So what hump? <laughs> <laughs> to me that that's where my mind sticks out for Halloween. It was not about the whole let's get down and gruesome and you know have guts hanging off of me. It was something that my mom did 
not, I'm sure it was probably to save money because costumes are, were expensive then. They are expensive now. Yeah, I think though, I think the, the way, the way she did it was actually better because then it does become kind of a little family thing. It takes away from the whole store and buying the wrong things. I mean, so. It, it, it's a tough thing. It's, it's like a homemade card. Yeah, it's on like Mother's Day. It's like decorating yeah. the tree at Christmas. You know, Aww. we're gonna decorate my child. I want to give your guy. mom a hug, Justin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she and she will appreciate that. By the way, uh, <laughs> she uh, it, and that's the biggest thing I always remember is it being a fun time and those times that my mom took it out of you know went out of her way to make something that was an awesome costume, but at the same time, it was something that was tasteful instead of distasteful. Everybody loves a good hunchback. Yeah. I do. I know you I know, do. Wolfman, you know, reminds me of, you know, me after a couple of weeks of not shaving or something. You know? <laughs> right? I think that's cool, though. Or Heidi before she puts her makeup on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well... You know, I'm trying to get away from the Heidi demon, so. Oh yeah, so make me sound like a. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we are coming up to the end of the show, guys. So I did want to give you a chance to uh, tell everybody where they can find you guys, find the show, your website, all that amazing stuff. Well, we broadcast our podcast Friday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Live, live, live. <laughs> um, TSR Radio. <laughs> TSRadio.net. And it's kind of hard to get away from that when you're so used to saying TSR, isn't it? I know. So it's fun to say TSR Radio. <laughs> I like it. It's sort of, you should see Scott looking at me now like, what? <laughs> and our website is eph612swat.com. And anyone is free to email us, not sending hate mail at eph612swat at gmail.com. I I even hear that Scott when you're not saying it and she says that. <laughs> I what? hear it in my dreams. Trust hear what? Me. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So, um, folks, that is all we got for you this week on Halloween. Uh, definitely check out Talk Supernatural. We've been on their show numerous times, and we love being on there and having them on our show uh, to talk about Halloween, talk about anything supernatural, paranormal, and uh, just sit and debate and discuss things because it is very awesome to find people who not only have similar or same views as ourselves, but can be respectful of views of other people. And uh, so, guys, thank you so much for being on. And um, we will definitely for sure probably have you on sometime soon. And we will probably at one point or another be talking to you on your show as well, I'm sure. Yep, you will. Well, thank you very much, Justin. We uh, really appreciate this opportunity <laughs> to spend some time with you and uh, yours. And uh, I wish you the best uh, holiday at cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the classic radio voice. It's, it's a very <laughs> good one. So, uh, all right, guys. I will talk to you guys later and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Ooh, thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural talking to me about Halloween and their beliefs. Uh, you know, 
I know it's after Halloween, guys, so I do apologize for the the late show, but uh, I hope everybody had a safe Halloween and a happy Halloween. I do come from a point where, you know, I do like celebrating Halloween. If you don't, that's great. I don't judge you for not celebrating it, just as I expect you guys not to judge me for celebrating it. So... Thank you so much for listening to the this week's show on Halloween. And uh, next week, uh, we've got a great guest on. We've got L.A. Marzulli to talk about the Nephilim and his research that he did in that. And uh, the following week, we will be having, having on uh, Mary Sutherland. So we've got a, a lot of great things coming for you. I hope that uh, you will keep tuning in every week here to Paratruth Radio. And we will talk to you guys next week, same time, same channel. Talk to you later, guys. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachutes Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachutesradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.